that time of the year, Kate. What time? Christmas vacation. Do, 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 do. Is that an iconic song? Is it not the catchiest movie Christmas song you've ever heard? It's now stuck in my head. It is the catchiest Christmas song written for a Christmas movie that I know of. That's a very limited pool, but... I bet you know of. That I know of. You ever heard the song White Christmas? Oh, or Snow. The, that <laughs> you think that's very catchy? That one's very catchy. I don't think it's as popular, maybe. I don't know. It might not be. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Popping Into Movies. I'm Jared. And I'm Kate. And we're kicking off our Christmas holiday with a classic that I don't think Kate has seen, and I had a little bit of fondness for, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. A lot of things were cleared up for me today watching this movie. Was it cleared up why it's called Christmas Vacation, even though the Griswolds stay home the entire time? Well, British people, don't they call any kind of break a, a vacation? Holiday. They call it a holiday. Oh, whoops. So is that what this movie's titled in England? <laughs> National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas, Christmas holiday? holiday? It might be. I guess you could argue that all the family are coming over and like it's a vacation for them to come crash their house. Sure. And also the National Lampoon part, I I just didn't care to know why i I, that was most interesting before we started watching it was like you know i I always take it for granted it's called national lampoon's movie you know whatever the movie is but why yeah the actual satirical magazine we saw a couple covers i thought it was a little funny yeah i kind of would like to read the greatest hits of national lampoon and see what the buzz is all about which was apparently a parody spinoff of the harvard lampoon magazine It seemed a little ahead of its time. I like it. I don't know about that. <laughs> it sounds really... Uh, I have not read any of it. Don't hold me to it if it's some like awfully dated thing. <laughs> well, given their history of movies, just that's, that's what I know. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had seen this sometime in high school. We had like an old DVD of it and I just randomly watched it. And you know, honestly, it's not as uh, problematic or offensive <laughs> as a lot of those, a lot of 80s comedies. I think it's pretty tame, all things considered. It toes the line. There it a, plays jump rope. Yes, there's a couple scenes where it's pushing a little bit. <sighs> I just hate that. That we'll, really we'll destroyed the movie for me. But yeah, we'll get there. So you, when you said it clarifies some things for you, what do you mean? You yeah, said- that, like, I didn't know why it was called National Lampoon. I've seen, Christmas, uh, not Christmas Vacation, but normal Vacation. What is it? Just National Lampoon's yeah, vacation? vacation? I haven't seen... This is the only lampoon movie i've seen actually mm, i'd I be heard, curious to see the wally world one i did see that one i don't remember it much but i've seen it and i think another movie they did was animal house oh yeah that's probably their worst offense <laughs> in t- timeliness yeah of uh, aging yeah that's very I mean. well but I, I know that this movie is held in high regard i think a lot of families do watch this yearly this is a cult classic i mean I mean, was it? Maybe it was just popular when it came out. I don't know. but I think I, nowadays people still really like this movie. I mean, I even understood all the references to the movie. Yeah, maybe I've people s- don't like the movie. They like the idea of <laughs> scenes in the movie. The funny parts of the movie. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, it's even hard to say if this is a movie. It's almost just like a bunch of vignettes of like funny scenes with like a very loose plot of everyone at this house for the holidays yeah what could go wrong or yeah right it kind of like hops around i really like actually okay before i get into the movie let's talk about the popcorn and then we'll get into the movie when you suggested the idea for this popcorn it turned my stomach you threw up i emotionally into a bucket of pop empty popcorn oh no we don't do that in this house (laughs) yeah it the idea it's so (laughs) disgusting this idea for the aunt bethany's 
jello that she makes her leaking wrapped jello mold she wraps it in a present but it also has cat food in it it's disgusting with cat food so we're gonna recreate that for this popcorn we did a green jello just like she made and added some cereal in it to represent the cat treats for a little different crunch and there's no catnip in there no secret ingredient (sighs) no cat flavors in there yeah i i like this i like lime flavors in general I like the citrusiness of it, and I like the extra crunch the little cereal adds. It reminded me a lot of our Onward popcorn, where we also used... Yeah, it's the same theory. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a nice green popcorn that's sugary and limey and not like Christmas flavors at all. But yeah. I would honestly consider adding extra crunch into our popcorns just normally. I like the extra texture of it. Yeah. we, <laughs> You know the like holiday popcorn tins? Yeah. Maybe we should do something with that. What do you mean? Put our popcorns in a holiday popcorn tin. Oh, and popcorn like gift tin. it to people. Yeah. Oh, what would be a good flavor for that? A good holiday. We'll have to. Well, we did some like candy cane ones at some point. Yes, we'll have to revisit that. Maybe that would be like you know how there's like uh, the Boy Scout ones with like three flavors. In That's one what tin? I mean. Yeah. Like we'll do a month of popcorn flavors and then do like a tin with three different flavors in it, and like combine them all. In Christmas flavors. In Christmas flavors. Yeah. Not that lime jello is necessarily a Christmas flavor, it but not. people will know the inspiration and recognize it as a Christmas flavor. This is great. This is probably a better idea than our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when we, uh, we'll retire and just start selling popcorn on yeah. uh, Etsy or something. <laughs> That's a good idea. So if that is the start of our popcorn business, I think the lime jello crunch is a good start. For a movie popcorn. It's pretty identifiable. Cat food free. Ugh. So I had forgotten that this movie starts with a little animated bit, and I think that's super good at setting the tone for the movie, because this is essentially, I feel, a cartoon brought to life. Yeah, I see that. Right? Everything in this movie is super exaggerated and turned to 11 and goofy. I'm curious, did you expect it to be as silly as it was? I was going to say that. I don't think I did. It was way more over the top than I thought it was going to be, but then it brings it back there's times where it's very serious and heartfelt so it's it's a little bit confusing for me yeah i think you have to just kind of i think that's why people like it a lot you can just kind of roll with it and it's just goofy it doesn't take itself too seriously it almost seemed like oh we'll write this part for the men and then we'll write this part for the moms yes all right well i want to highlight a couple of my favorite scenes and then we'll get and as we go through it i think we'll get to the the questionable bits of it I think the them hunting down the tree and walking through the wilderness is such an iconic opening of the movie. That was good. And like the heavenly... The road rage? Oh, the road rage scene and like the light on the perfect tree is, is great. Yeah. And I feel like it establishes the whole family really well, right? You have like kind of the annoyed teenager, the like idealistic son, Clark, mm-hmm. who is... I don't know if he's a good person or not. Is he genuine about wanting to, like, do this family thing? Or is he putting on an act? Everyone says that out loud to him, right? Like, this is your such good intentions, Clark. But But he seems like a horrible person. I mean, that's established in the the vacation movie. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think there's continuity between them. But maybe the character of Clark and his wife, Ellen, those are consistent, I think, between all of them. Yeah, I was a little confused because... We are supposed to think that he's a nice guy and doing this for his family, but everything he does is insane. Kind of wants to make himself like, it's sort of like, feel like he's a good person. But he's a cartoon of a person. Yeah. And again, maybe we're we're probably reading into it. <laughs> yeah, too this much. is yeah, this is a goofy movie. 
them opening the tree and smashing the windows as it <laughs> springs open. So much shattered glass in this There's movie. There's a lot of slapstick physical comedy. That was probably my favorite parts of the movie, the physical comedy. Yeah, I'm not big into it, but I feel like since this movie is so silly, it fits and I, I like it a lot. The tree sap bit is pretty good. I didn't it didn't I didn't realize it didn't stick with me. <laughs> and they keep they keep going with it for so long too. Where he's got sap on his hands and he's like turning the pages of a magazine and And that's I feel like this movie has very good sense of comedic timing with a lot of the jokes where mm-hmm. they'll drag it on or keep doing it just enough to be funny. Yeah. It doesn't drag on too that's much. That's true. Some I think they do like rule of threes a lot. Like when he's in the attic and hitting his face, he does it like three, three times. times. And like I think the pacing in this is really good. Yeah, I would agree. Good timing. And this is I didn't realize this was written by John Hughes. Yeah. I think that probably adds to it. Like, you know, a good comedic writer. Is he a comedic writer? I mean, I guess, I guess just a good screenplay writer. It's just an in 80s general. screenplay writer. Yes. And I, I think that comes through really strongly. I got those vibes too. Those like, I don't know, just like 80s, like sneering vibes. Yes. You know? And I could see this. Not, I don't know. I, I really am curious at the time what the impression of this movie was. I don't know. We'll have to add some 1989 contemporaries and, and see <laughs> what they thought of it. I think him working at a cereal or he's like a, at a chemical company, right? He works for like a food manufacturer ca- yeah. or something. Him making cereal varnish so that it doesn't get <laughs> soggy. I, yeah, something I that's like. really that, funny. That feels very like comic, like satirical Mad Magazine or I guess National Lampoon-esque. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then once he's out of work, he's like doing some Christmas shopping, and this is what you alluded to before. <gasps> this I'll parts let you, don't I'll let you take it away. They don't age well. It's just the whole like oh girls boobies. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like the worst part of this movie. And I'm I haven't seen Animal House, but I know that's what the entire movie is. Mm-hmm. So and it feels very at odds of like Clark trying to be a good family guy and like actively. <laughs> I don't know. Considering ogling some ogling, lady, possibly cheating on his wife, it does. It feels gross. And who's it for? Is it for? I don't know. Like boys watching this movie? I don't get it. And it's so random because like the his son comes out of nowhere and like yeah. is there. It's just like I don't know. It feels very weird. It's really weird. I think there's this scene. There's one more scene that calls back to it. That there are only two scenes where I'm like, oh, can this please just wrap this up? It's so stupid. Yeah. But again, I think that's more of a like. 1989 humor type thing then the uh his like extended family arrives his like in-laws and it switches to like this handheld shaky camera and like the <laughs> everything's shaking it's frantic it's like shooting oh, like snapping between a bunch of different scenes it's so i thought that was really clever how that was shot <laughs> i think a lot of the directing in this is pretty strong actually yeah i, I heard christopher columbus was offered the director's job for this but he turned it down to do home alone Oh, I wonder. I, yeah, I don't know who the director is though of this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I, I really it feels like very appropriate. Of yeah, it's not how the scenes bad. are shot differently. That whole bit of him hanging up this Christmas tree or not Christmas the tree, lights. the Christmas lights is really iconic. I, I didn't like, realize um, how extended it was. I especially like the part where he's climbing up the ladder and like the whole ladder just oh, collapses. That's so scary. And he just like looks around and like. That I can't believe that just happened. It feels really oddly feels, grounded and real. Yeah, very real. That's the weird part about this movie. There's some like cartoonish, like unhuman antics that happen, but then there's like this really realism under. Yeah, and I, I think that's why it's so beloved. Is that it just yeah. strike that really nice balance of being crazy and relatable for better or worse. Mm-hmm. 
honestly, even the scene where the lights fail, I think, is really strong. Annoyed daughter is like trying to console him when the lights don't work. That was like one of the most heartfelt moments of the movie yeah. yet. Like, yeah, just really reinforcing how his father-in-law really hates Clark. <laughs> that's <laughs> really funny. Dire movie. Yeah, that's just their character. But um, and I think that that failed light scene is probably the closest thing we get to like a heartwarming Christmas moment because mm-hmm. the rest of it can be a little bit me. Well, we get one more later with the him explaining to his niece Santa's real. That is true, but it's also. <laughs> On the back, it's on the back of the other scenes so. of the sexy I, lady yeah and then i don't have anything written for a little while i just have evian water written down oh well i had that note too but right before it i wrote the mink coat in the attic oh the whole attic scene i forgot about that he gets trapped up in the attic because he's putting hiding presents up there and uh doris roberts who's his mother-in-law closes the attic door so he's trapped up there which do you think that can really happen no, I don't think so. I'm sure you could just sit on it, right? What's the difference between... It's like being stuck in a trunk. I bet there's like a safety mechanism. But I mean, if you're just pulling a chain to pull down the thing, why couldn't you just push down on yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just silly. So he gets locked up there. He has to go through an old trunk and put on vintage old lady mink coats. And yeah. then he finds his like little family albums. And he's oh, yeah. I Yeah, you're right. That is a good, I guess... Like a, like, redeeming quality of his yeah trying to make him think or make us understand why he wants to recreate this family christmas a perfect christmas but then also some of the people in that video look annoyed and like <laughs> it's like it's weird it's like that rose tinted glasses were like, yeah like he's a kid and he loved he remembers it. it being great also weirdly i noticed in that video that uncle who smokes the cigars is there at his family christmas party but later when they come in the house and stuff to the act- present day christmas event they're like almost seemed they're, that they're his wife's family. Yeah, a lot of the family. I I wasn't sure who Eddie was. The, like, a lot of the family relationships aren't totally it's clear. It's not clear who's who's. I got to watch it a couple times to really understand the yeah. Walt family tree. At the end, I think they do say that he's his cousin-in-law. Oh, yeah. So it's the wife's cousin. Cousin Eddie's in Christmas. And I, ugh, I said it again. Just the normal vacation movie. Regular vacation. Yeah, so we, we would have known. Oh. Evian water. Evian water. Real nice callback. It all comes back to the parent trap in some way. There was another movie we did where someone drank, a fancy person drank Evian water. Yeah. It was just like, I guess the early 90s, late 80s, like a status, a status symbol, symbol. drinking Evian oh, water. Oh, Evian water. The Louis Marie Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Thank you. Her whole shtick being the uptight neighbor is pretty good. I liked that. It was funny. funny. They're used, I think, just the right amount. At one point, they say, oh, oh, what was it? I know we didn't get a Christmas tree because they're dirty, messy, corny, and cliched. But should we have? <laughs> yeah, it's like they're jerks, but it also feels like a little relatable, too. I don't think they deserve the terror no, that the, no, no, no. they've been rained Not to on. that extent. The, being, the icicle missile through their window mm-hmm. probably was enough. Ruining their CD player. <laughs> and then once Cousin Eddie shows up, his like RV living cousin-in-law. That's kind of where things all go downhill after that. It gets real crazy. Real crazy. And cousin Eddie's played by Randy Quaid. Oh. Who's Dan- Dennis Quaid's brother. Oh, he looked familiar too. A lot of familiar faces in this movie in general. Mm-hmm. And I like that cousin Eddie is a good element to this movie. Because I feel like Clark is kind of the crazy guy for the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then Eddie tur- is so crazy that it gives like 
now Clark's a straight man. Clark's a straight man. It gives a nice like contrast to his character. I would agree. I think it's another callback to Christmas Vacation. Regular Vacation. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Yes. Regular Vacation. They but did I, the same thing. I like Eddie and I like his, his whole family I think is, is really good. Yeah. They're so crazy, but you don't mind because you're not trying to empathize with crazy Eddie. Yes. And they're just like that kind of naive, ignorant niceness to them. Yeah. But they're still jerks. <laughs> they are. Everyone's a jerk in this movie. Then we get to what might be my favorite goofy humor with the sledding scene. This is literally my favorite scene <laughs> in the movie. I was cracking up. This is this is the popping moment for you? This is the popping moment for me. I think I agree with you. So he starts waxing down his sled with the special Pam spray that's... 500 more times more less friction than cooking oil. <laughs> Zero calorie, too. Yeah. <laughs> And he just shoots off like flames are behind him. Just the abruptness of the explosion of the sled as soon as it hits the snow is incredible. It's hilarious. I like seeing an old Walmart. There's something, I don't know, cozy about old stores, old yeah. department stores or something. That is weird. I liked it. Oh, speaking of Walmart, right after that scene, there's like, oh, there's that. No, then there's that nice moment with uh, the daughter. Yeah, Eddie's skipping daughter. over the boobies skipping scene over, part yeah, two. Kind of then he has a very nice scene. heartfelt moment with his niece about Santa. Yes. And then that transitions into the scene in the Walmart where they're shopping and they're offering to buy gifts for them. That was a sweet scene between the two of them. I like their kind of antagonistic but friendly relationship that mm -hmm. Clark and Eddie have. It's good. Yeah. It's not like the whole movie Clark is trying to avoid Eddie. He just kind of takes it. Yeah. I like that. And they, they jab at each other and it's it's funny. Yeah. Um, so then we kind of get Christmas night. And so the only new characters that enter on Christmas are the aunt and uncle, Beverly, and I don't know his name. Yes. Did you know Aunt Beverly in real life is the voice of Betty Boop? Really? Yeah. She does have a very iconic voice. And olive oil from Popeye. Ah. Cute, right? Do you think she was known in 89? Was that closer to when those air that people would have known that? Yes, and she sounds just still like normally like Betty Boop yeah. in her everyday speaking voice. And we get a disgusting <laughs> Christmas dinner. Yes, well, uh, just real quick, our popcorn inspiration is here where she wraps items in the house as Christmas gifts. One and of one of them, them is a jello mold and the other one <laughs> is the cat in the box. The I thought that cat. was funny. I, <laughs> I liked it. I don't know why it's so funny to uh, you know ter terrorize this poor cat. but And then the way this cat's... <laughs> what happens to this cat? There's so, so much crazy funny. things that happen this Christmas late night. I think that the turkey exploding into gas—that's pretty I've iconic seen that in, the, part. in this movie. Mm -hmm. And them like this is like dunking the the turkey into the water glass to try to moisturize it a little <laughs> bit is real good. Just a lot of dry the, turkey. The cat exploding after chewing on the Christmas lights. I was reading that they were going to cut that, but someone begged for it, and then the audience. Just said that was their favorite part of the movie. <laughs> this evaporated on the carpet. I it's had to so ask, good. like, wait a minute. Did it run it's away? It's dead? Or <laughs> I just wanted to mention real quick oh, yeah. before we leave Christmas dinner. He announces at the end of dinner that he heard that Santa's on his way to New York on the radio <laughs> or whatever. And the kids get all excited. And then Cousin Eddie's like, are you serious, Clark? Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> Oh, that's that so was funny. Good. There's a lot of little like gags in the background on that Christmas night that I really enjoy. Yeah. You know, Clark not getting his bonus kind of makes him go crazy. 
and and I, the tree explodes oh and the tree the oh tree yeah burns. The, the uncle smoking the cigar blows up the tree just really a lot of bad stuff happens to this is where there. it really amps up in craziness yes and he kind of like rants and accidentally suggests to eddie that he should go kidnap his boss which he leaves to do mm-hmm. but then clark like cuts down a tree in front of their yard he's just going crazy with a chainsaw knob on the railing and stuff which is a reference to it's a wonderful life oh my god you're right mm-hmm. that's a good callback because he keeps he has to fix the knob yeah and it, again this feels oddly relatable like when everything is going wrong and you just kind of wish you could go through the house with things. a chainsaw yeah right <laughs> you're just like yeah so frustrated and angry and I, I like this like personification the aggressive of drinking of eggnog yeah him dunking the whole glass in there and i guess it does kind of feel like george bailey going crazy yeah at the end of um, it's a wonderful life now that you mention it it does but more of like a perverse way of it because it's all much meaner yeah and there's not as much redeeming at the end and then like when he's going crazy he's like well i chopped down because we need a coffin i mean a tree <laughs> like just insanity oh that was good and of course, in that tree, he chops down from outside a squirrel. And poor uh, neighbor lady. I don't know what her name is, actually. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is going to go confront. And that's when she gets <laughs> tackled by the squirrel and dog. <laughs> yeah. And can I just say that for the movie that set up this potential dog humping joke, I'm really glad that they had the restraint to not do that joke the entire movie. Yeah, me too. That was disgusting. Yeah, like the the idea of it is funny enough. They did not need to show yeah. dog humping. Ooh, they went at length to describe the amount that the <laughs> dog humps. <laughs> Just oh, let him finish. Disgusting. That was, yes. But kudos to the movie for that restraint. But that's the last we see of her, I think, right? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so they, well, bring, she, the, uh, yeah. they bring the kidnapped boss of the house. Clark gives them peace of his mind. And he reinstates the Christmas bonus. Yeah. That's the most ridiculous, unbelievable part of the movie that the boss would so easily just be convinced. Um, he knew it was a bad thing that he did. Yeah, and I guess his wife telling him it was a bad idea also kind of like like he was thinking about it anyway. Yeah, but the police invasion of the house is pretty funny. All of these movies end with the police getting involved. They do right in in just normal vacation. They break into Wally World. Because it was closed. They're going to Disney World, whatever, Wally World. Mm-hmm. And it was closed on the day they get there. So they like kidnap the security guard with a gun and make him go on the rides with them so they can go on all the rides. Huh. Do you think all the other vacation movies end in police with the police? I don't know. Just the, the absurdity of the like SWAT team aiming guns at them. In the and breaking into the neighbor's home. Oh, yeah. Like, why did they assume it was one of those two houses? Oh, but I think it's a pretty good climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. And luckily, no one is uh, charged or harmed at the end of it. It was all for the best. Yeah. <laughs> and you get, uh, I like exploding Santa going into the sky from the the gas from the whatever sewage is pretty good. They finally yeah. pay off that joke at the very end, which They're I think is nice. hinting at that the whole time. And you get kind of a more or less happy, heartwarming ending about Christmas. I mean, how do you feel about this? Do you think this is... How do you feel about this as a Christmas movie? Like, do I think I would be the person who would want to have to watch this every year? No. I think I agree with you. I think in my mind, I remember watching it years ago and liking it a lot more. But I feel like rewatching it, I didn't enjoy it as much as I had hoped. There's so many, so, so many good Christmas movies. I get this one and I don't mind watching it. 
it's just not on the top of my list. I'm glad we watched it. I think I'd like to watch it every few years, but it's not like, oh, it's Christmas. I really want to have to watch. watch National Lampoon. Some, I mean, there's families out there that have National Lampoon themed Christmases. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. I think I, I respect it as a movie of the time, but I just feel like now I don't feel like watching it all the time. Yeah. I think if I maybe grew up watching it, it would be like. Yeah, it would be different. Ingrained movies. I never watched it. Are you glad you at least watched it? Yeah, I guess I'm glad I watched the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, I think it's worth watching at least once. For sure. And if you're really into slapstick, late 80s comedy, then maybe it's for you every year. I'd watch it again just for the sled scene. Yes, yeah, I'll watch the sled scene. (laughs) Oh, all right. So that's going to be the first Christmas holiday December episode. I think it's off to an okay start. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Let us know if National Lampoon christmas vacation is one of your family's yearly traditions or not yeah and then we'll be back in a week with another holiday themed episode here we go again we're doing mamma mia (laughs) thanks for listening to popping into movies to view recipes and pictures of all the popcorns we've made, you can find us on Instagram at Popping Into Movies. If you want to send us feedback on what you thought about this episode or have a suggestion for a future episode, you can reach us directly at poppingintomovies at gmail.com or on Twitter at Popping Movies. You can also leave us a message on Anchor through the link in the episode description. It might just show up in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time. time.